Ovechkin storming in. Alexander Ovechkin curl and drag to the back end. He scores! Simply sensational! What's up, guys? We're back here for the Pizzas Here podcast, season two, episode three. I'm Eric, joined by Joey, Jake, and Will. And today we are joined by another special guest, Blake Allen, one of our friends who works with our other friends over at Chirp and DMV, another hockey podcast and blog focused on the Caps and other hockey content around the DMV. They're a great group of people who provide good content, so go check them out if you haven't already. Blake, how's it going? It's going great. How are you? Oh, I'm phenomenal. I'm Jake, Joey, Will, how you guys doing? doing great. I'm doing phenomenal as well. Spectacular. All right, cool. So I. Uh, you go. You go. You go. You go. You got what, this. You what? Got this. You take away. All right. So, uh, so Blake, you work with Chirp and DMV. They're great. You're great. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Describe to us what you do with them, and uh, obviously from your Twitter name, Stack Guy Blake. And just the stuff you post. We know you're good with collecting and analyzing advanced statistics and stuff like that. So uh, tell us some more about that. And, uh, you know, obviously you see a lot of stuff about players and just everything that, you know, you wouldn't typically notice just from watching. So tell us some more about that. What do you do? Yeah, so uh, I, I I mostly do uh, blog writing and uh, Twitter content for Chirpin. Um and so obviously all focused on analytics. I went to uh, George Mason and I majored in math with a concentration in statistics because they didn't have a statistics major until my senior year, which was unfortunate. Never be me. <laughs> um, so STEM gang. Sorry. STEM gang. Um, I'm technically STEM. I'm a psych major, kind of, yeah. That counts. That counts. Um, all right, bet. <laughs> Back to Blake. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I focus on, um, on players – uh, you know the 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 numbers how they perform and and uh, what kind of happens on the uh, like the things that we can count that happens while they're on the ice, um, and just see if that kind of reflects the way they look how they're performing. Gotcha. So, um, what kind of statistics do you track mostly? Um, mostly stuff that has to do with um, shots. Unfortunately, see, really. The ideal situation would be the NHL tracks every time a player touches the puck and like what kind of interaction with so a pass, a takeaway, uh, giveaway, all these things. And they track a lot of these. The one that I really wish they would track is passing. Um, but they like a lot of the passing? other things they don't track reliably, um, such as uh, hits are known to be unreliable. They don't track passing. Uh, takeaways and giveaways are unreliable. Um, but the thing that they track. <laughs> the the well, in the NHL, they just have, like, some guy watching the game and just, like, mm. ticking off what it is. And what counts as what is very dubious. But the the one that they do get pretty well is, is shots. And so we use that as well as, like, the location of where the shot was taken, um, other things that might be happening. So, like, if um, there's ways to kind of guesstimate if it was – if a shot was taken um, on a rush or um, on a rebound or things like that um, – that factor into it. Gotcha. Awesome. Cool. Um, so you said they track, you track a lot of stuff and what's your favorite stat to track or analytic to track? Like what's your, like which one do you always get excited? What like tracking? So in terms of 
the things that I use most is probably expected goals, which is not something the NHL tracks. It's something that uh, people who are smarter than even me um, will uh, kind of use models to uh, define what an expected. Uh, so basically it's like each shot gets how many goals you would, what percentage of the time you would expect to score on a shot from that location and in that situation. Um, and then it kind of, you add it all up. And that to me is the best and most useful um stat but the the um i think for me the one of the more fun ones is block shots i get really geeked for shot blocking um i love guys who block shots um so i i, I geek for that do you miss chara uh no i miss siegenthaler that dude was yeah. a shot blocking machine everybody misses siegenthaler man why the fuck we keep yeah. killing over him um uh, so how did you become a part of Turpin DMV? Like, what was the process of that? Um, yeah, so I, I was just kind of just, I would just tweet, uh, my opinions about stuff and I would tweet statistics and I'd reply to people. And I, I think I had in my bio something like wannabe amateur sports writer because I wanted to get into sports writing. And so one night he DMs me and is like, Hey, I saw your bio and, uh, you need somebody to write it for our blog. Do you want to do it? And I was like, hell yeah, I want to do it. Um, so that's how I that's how I got started at Chirpin. Who DM'd you? Uh, the main account. Okay. Yeah. Nice. The main uh, Chirpin account. Yeah. yeah. Um, from your time doing statistics and stuff with caps, who's your what's the who was the or who is the best cap statistically? That is. Let's like a- who who. Who now and like who? Yeah, uh, president. If you can't think all past. time. It's fine, but if you think of right now, that'd be really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah they, that's they, such they, a loaded. That's such a loaded question because, like, it really depends on which statistic you're talking about. Because it's just like, like if you talk about not like like if you talk about goals, it's Ovi. Um, uh, like, you know, even if you get into more like advanced. Measures of like goals per sixty five on five. It's still Ovi. It's Ovi every You're time. Wrong. Um, I guess if you want to get into the like, um, and, and also the other thing is that different people have different roles, and so that like their numbers are affected by their role. Um, but it, if I just were to give you an answer for right now, I would say Anthony. Mann. He is the best. He is nice. the analytics Hell king. Yes. <laughs> like, we like to hear that. Take the numbers. Twitter. Yeah, the numbers always come up, Anthony Mantha. Every time. Um he's he's a very strong play driver. Um uh, Dude, he's there's him. always shots happening for us when he's on the ice. He has um yeah, let me pull it. I have the tab open somewhere. Um here we go. His time with the caps, his expected goals percentage is fifty-eight percent. So that means fifty-eight percent of expected goals happen for us when he's on the ice um and that's second only to michael roffle who got like half the playing time as he did rip michael so, roffle was actually really good with us like i, I can't believe i liked roffle i can't I was believe sad when we got everybody was like why did we get mike him. roffle he turned into one of the best players for us down the stretch and he scored the last goal yeah, of our I, season last year at the buzzer to beat boston that was hilarious yeah i i was i was when we first got him, I was kind of like, hey, whatever. And then he started playing, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy actually is, like, doing well for us. So I I, I don't know. I don't think he played that well. Um, uh, he was in Philly before, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't think he played that well for Philly. So I think he probably just fit really well in the Lapulet system. So why would we get rid of him? 
little follow-up question. So, so Anthony Mantha is the best. So obviously a lot of people on Twitter have some sort of personal vendetta against him just because he's who he got for, for Jacob Vrana. How was, how was Jake, how was Jacob Vrana in, in those types of things compared to, to Mantha or just in general? Um, so, and again, for the, for the Twitter crowd who hates, who hates Mantha because he got traded for Vrana, I just want to say Vrana was my favorite non-Oveshkin player prior to the trade. So like, don't ever dig anything I'm saying is slander against, against Vrana. Um, Vrana was very similar to Ovechkin in that um, he was a shooter, not a play driver. So a lot of his advanced numbers were kind of mediocre. Like like Ovechkin's advanced numbers are honestly mediocre. Um, if you just look at Ovechkin's heat map, you'd go, that's a very replaceable player. Only he's the greatest goal scorer of all time. So he's not replaceable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's there's um, uh, Vrana is very similar in that way in that his – advanced numbers would be mediocre but his actual like goal scoring was so off the charts that it kind of made up for him. um so yeah is anthony mantha more complete in that sense like he's more like built around like he's got a good he's got the shooting but he also has like the play driving and like other stuff yeah mantha can actually play defense unlike ovechkin and verona <laughs> damn he's taking <laughs> shots he just said <laughs> i mean Ovi can't play defense. I know we talk a lot about the shot blocking oh. he did in the cup run, but like it was like that like, was when like it was the cup. Like he, you I have like I don't think he was statistically that good. If I'm not mistaken, like, Ovi is not good at defense. It's fine. He doesn't need to be. He's the greatest goal scorer of all he's time. Also, Why should he yeah, need to be good at defense? Just as long as he does something ever on defense, who cares if he's good at it? Leon Drysaddle. All right, we're here. <laughs> Leon Dreisaitl, second best offensive I, I, player in the league. Terrible defense. Yeah. I had a question about uh, like matchups and how they affect analytics. So like, like when you're looking at the advanced statistics for like the Dowd line during the Boston playoff series, they're not very good, but they were thrown out there against Bergeron and Marshawn and Pasternak for most of the series. How do the analytics take like the matchup into effect? Like if I'm playing against Bergeron and Pasternak, does it take the same as if I'm against Jake DeBrusque? And if so, how much do you think that... DeBrusque if, if, slander. If it does, I mean, it's Jake DeBrusque. Just, uh, <laughs> and, and if it does... Jake DeBrusque it like it was nothing. If, if it takes it into account, uh, or if it doesn't take it into account, how much do you think it affects the way that those stats end up looking? So, um, the... Uh, it, it really depends on whose statistics you're looking at. So, um... Uh, some some sites will um, will account for that, um, which is really good. The drawback is that a lot of those sites it's harder to pull like specific scenarios. Um, so like a lot of the hockey site, you kind of have to use a mix of statistics websites to really get a full picture uh, because some of them, you know, um, they account for things like you know the the opponent and, and your teammates, uh, and, uh, and, uh, like hockey viz even accounts for your coaching, right. Um, some don't, but the trade-off is that, like hockey viz doesn't give you as much flexibility. Um, cause he just, he does for the whole, for the whole season, only one season at a time. Um, you can't, uh, really pick and choose different scenarios. Whereas like, if you go to natural stat trick, they don't account for, um, uh, they don't account for opposition. They don't account for teammates. But um, 
it does gives you more flexibility in terms of like situation, uh, time frame, uh, which is a big one because I, I really like to look at like I you can pick a different number. Like I usually go with last 10 games um, if I'm looking at current performance, just because that's a big enough sample size to kind of still matter, but also still show how uh, things are trending. Um, obviously there are scenarios where you want the full season. Um, but so, so you really have to take into account a, a variety of, uh, viewpoints. Uh, so the short answer is yes and no. Um, <laughs> uh, but so like, if I'm, if I'm, so if I'm looking at a specific website, I keep in mind the drawbacks of it. Like, so this is a pause. So let's say last season when the Capitals like entire center core started collapsing on itself, when Kuznetsov, Eller, Backstrom were all missing time. And Dow was our number one center for a point in time that like, that just sometimes doesn't get counted in because of how the game started and how the analytics are already kind of just set in stone. So it's just like, you kind of have to play off the matchup you already saw and already know that's there. Yeah. And you, you kind of have to keep these things in mind, but the, yeah, you have to, th- Think critically. You can't just look at a number and say that's meaningful. You have to, um, you have to use some some brain power. You have to look at what else is going on and make sure that the number actually like is accurately describing what's happening. Um, another big thing that um, I think has uh, specifically going back to your question about the haggling out halfway line. Um, something that really affected them that I, I was like, this is clearly needs to be effect, uh, uh, looked at it is their zone starts. So they get started in the defensive zone at just a ridiculous pace. Like they, like they're out there for defensive zone faceoffs more than anybody else in the camp. Out uh, won like 11 of 15 faceoffs the other day. He took really? the most of our entire team. Yeah. Like it's incredible. Like Uzi did not. <laughs> Uzi, Uzi Uzi's not. He's not face-off. built for face-offs. My man's built yeah. for scoring. Playmaking. And I don't yeah. – uh, okay, so to go back to your question about favorite statistic, my least favorite is face-offs. I don't give a fuck about face-offs. Yeah. <laughs> I saw I saw something about that. There was like It was like a little statistical, like little write-up thing on like one of those hockey Instagram accounts. It was like how relevant are like how many face-offs you win, and it's like – that also depends on the scenario. It's like it take doesn't take into account like offensive zone, defensive zone, and it's like as a whole, it's really not that relevant. And it also doesn't take into account the the fact that what's more important than how um, how what's more important is the five seconds after the faceoff. Yeah, um, it, you can win a faceoff and then just throw up all over yourself and pass to the other guy and that that counts as a face out win um and (laughs) like it face offs are so like they're just so meaningless it's the only face off that i actually care about in the entire game of hockey is uh power play face offs power play face offs are incredibly important uh because it's the difference it it takes up about if you lose the first face off you're losing like 15 to 30 seconds of your power play. Yeah. And that is, that is important, but most other face-offs are just meaningless. Makes sense. So, um, best at capital statistically, we're going with Mantha. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 
on the other end of that, who would you say is the worst or someone that sticks out poorly? Like, obviously, because I know you said Ovechkin advanced statistics and analytics isn't the best player, but also, you know, best goal scorer of all time, Wu. Yeah. You know, that's nice. Obi's, but it's like, Obi's never the worst. He's just very, like, middle of the pack. And you do, like, uh, yeah. Um, worst? Gosh. Um... Gonna be Schultz. We can come back to it if you need to. Um, would it be Schultz? I have a feeling it's him. Schultz lately, yeah. I I think so. The weird thing with Schultz was he was doing really well analytically for the first half of the season, and then suddenly it just went to hell, and then he turned up injured. Um, which makes me think he had been playing on something like that's just that's pure speculation. I have nothing to back that up, but like, I don't know why his game suddenly just went to shit and then he turns up injured. I can't think of a better explanation. Or do you have something to back that up? Something you're not (laughs) telling us. Uh, No, I do not. (laughs) Um, You on the inside or something? (laughs) No. Um, Carlson's up and down. There's a lot of guys who are like, very up and down and like that like they'll be they'll be at the top of the charts analytically for like two weeks and then they'll be at the bottom and then they just end up in the middle um Carlson, any... a guy like that a lot of the guys in the fourth line are like that Go is, ahead. is there is there anyone that's like consistently on the bottom or is it always like up and down usually uh it's usually up and down like the yeah. um like, dude, we're the most inconsistent yeah. fucking team in the world. Statistically. Someone who's um, I don't know if it's too soon, but is there anybody like in these first two games we've had so far that have been really low? Uh, Lapierre, Lapierre's advanced analytics are not good, but really? it's I mean, again, it's two games and he's what twelve years old. Like, yeah, yeah, we get it. You're old and married, whatever. Somebody <laughs> <laughs> who's been like really good, surprisingly. Um, I've heard names the like, fourth line. I spent like all Jensen. offseason going. Jensen and Orlov are up there too. They both have been very good. They're always good. Jensen is Jensen is an elite. No, 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 no. no. Orlov, Orlov was a yeah. for the longest time. I think Orlov. Huh? Jensen's finally, elite. Let's go, Nick Jensen gang. Yeah. I think the biggest thing with Orlov was is he finally he's found consistency, which is nice. Yeah. Was like either defensively he was good or offensively he was good, but like last year, like down the stretch last year, he was unreal. He was like he was arguably our best player down the stretch. That's what I said. That's what I said in the one time, like at the end of the season, people like, didn't like his contract. Like who do we think was the best years ago? But it's like one of our best contracts on the team right now. It's like his is really good. Oshie's is really good. Like there's a lot Orlov. Of- yeah, Orlov's because I went I went to go write in. I was ready to go write an article for Chirp and DMV about um, about uh, Orlov is fine, but his contract is so bad, we should get rid of him. And I was like going into cap friendly and looking at stuff. Like the, the thing that really was like, no, his contract isn't that bad. Is the contract comparables? Um, his his top most similar contract, or I've pulled up, uh, is uh, Danny DeKaiser, who the fuck is that? Hampus Lindholm. Um Morgan Riley, Noah Hannafin, and Seth oh, Jones. Okay. Like, oh, like, yeah, yeah, like Seth Jones contract. No shot. It's I was actually reading no, the, something the, the, with Columbus. I don't know if he's say, on the same the contract with Chicago. Like, <laughs> Goddamn! <laughs> this man. Did you know that Eric Carlson is the fourth highest paid player right now? 
That's in the league. You know, Drew Doughty's yeah. in the top five, too. 11.5 million, Eric Carlson. John Tavares, paid for the John Tavares is making 11. Before. Drew Doughty is making 11. Mitch Marner is making 11. Why is Drew Doughty making 11 million? Dude, he's a bank robber. <laughs> and then he's and then he's, he's I want his agent. And then he's out here. Then he said Kaprizov's is too Kaprizov's high. Kaprizov's overpaid, and then Kaprizov yeah. beat him. Like, and then some LA fans are like, "Oh, well, he won everything." I don't. Brooks Orpik is a two-time uh, Stanley Cup champion. No, mean nothing. Mike out. Spit it yeah. out. Of, Mike out of the butt. I'm sorry, uh, but, but this, <laughs> this championships. No, it's, do not there is a play. real multiplier to Stanley Cup champion being after your name. Like, it's it is insane. Yeah. I think that's Pat the Maroon. biggest thing is like you think Pat Maroon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pat Maroon has three titles. That's the same amount as like Sidney Crosby, Mark Mess, like all these like big headweight names. And this dude is nowhere near the level. All of I'm players. saying, Larry doesn't, Fitzgerald has zero Super Bowls. <laughs> Fitzgerald doesn't have one. He should. Doesn't uh, Phil Kessel have like three Stanley Cup championships? Two. He has two. Yeah, a two or three. The the Maple no, Leafs wait, are not going to be successful because. They're paying Austin Matthews top three money. They're paying Tavares and Marner top ten wait, wait, wait. money. I got, I got a like, side question. Dude, Austin Matthews no is so good. Yeah. No, yeah, Austin, Austin Matthews is worth every penny. Wasn't but it's Phil like you're paying John Tavares eleven mil. Austin won the cup in 2011. I'm not sure. Yes, it did because Tyler Sagan was on that team. That's right. I remember now. The member Phil Kessel was traded for two first round picks, and those first round picks turned into Tyler Sagan and Ducky Hamilton. I really think the Leafs... And they have them. neither of them now. Yeah, well, I mean, they got they got a cup with one of them, and the other one, I mean, they really don't need him. So, actually, they kind of do. But still, it's like they got what they wanted. They traded away their guy who the Leafs thought were like a, was like a top five player in the league, and they they got a cup with a guy named Tyler Sagan. Dougie Hamilton made history. He scored like 15 seconds into his debut with a new team. Yeah. That's like a record, and it's like the fastest ever that a what, defenseman scored? has scored with a new team. He scored like yeah, 15 sure. seconds in. Hold on. I got to check this. I didn't see that. It was crazy. Yeah, that's really All right, so this this is one that I'm I'm do we do we get a worse? Oh, so like LaPierre is looking bad on analytics right now. Obviously he's playing well, but you know. So yeah. uh so this is this is one that someone asked us on the Twitter post. Um let me check just so I can give credit where it's due. But um so VTech versus Samsonov. Obviously, VTech got our first two starts, and myself and I think everybody else agrees he's played very well so far. Yeah, maybe made you know, the last. I think game. I think he's he's definitely impressed me. But um, this question was from Mario Ferraro, elite lower body injury. Um, what are, what are analytics and all that stuff that you do? Say about VTech and Samsonov in comparison, and like based on that, who would you prefer think should be starting? So, based on last year, which is, I mean, that's the only meaningful sample size we have to go off of. Yeah. Uh, last year, they're both equally league average. Nice. They're both just right about league average. Um, but, um, my tiebreaker goes to Samsonov because of what he did when he was backing up for Holby um, the previous year that got cut short because of COVID. Um, he was, for where he was in his career, he was playing really well. And even when he was, even last season when he kind of struggled, even when he, in the few times he did get on the ice, 
Um, he still showed us flashes of, I can steal playoff games that Vanacek just didn't show me. And so, and so I think the tiebreaker does kind of come down to an eye test because their analytics are, they're so similar. Um, so, so next game, if you're LaViolette, who are you starting? Samsonov? Uh, yeah, even, I would have started. Though Vitex, even though Vitek's playing well the first two games, like given that, would you still put Samsonov in? It's a, So, I probably would have started Samsonov last night. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, he went yeah. with Vitek, and Vitek played really well. So, I don't know that you can take the net from him with three days rest. Um, so... I think at, th- at this point, now I would keep playing Vitek. But, like, overall, I'm a Samsonov guy. Um, Do you not take I think he's going to figure Samsonov's, it out. Samsonov's, like, whole last season, like, all that shit that happened with Kuznetsov, you not take that into account at least when... I know you can't do it off the ice and stuff statistically, but like, do you think like with the fact that you know what happened last season, do you take into account like the fact that he got into that what's it called that uh, ATV accident? ATV accident. Like, do you take yeah. Into account and maybe think. Do you think like because I mean Vitek was a rookie last year and was doing stuff and was like our starter in the playoffs until Jake DeBrusque injured him on a shot. But it's like, do you still think Samsonov is your guy with all that in mind? Uh, yeah, I I think I think he has a much higher ceiling. I think. Um, they have the same floor and the same kind of average, but I think Samsonov has a higher ceiling. So he's still my guy. Um, Vanacek is a very good goalie. I'll, I'll say he's a good goalie. Um, and he has a lot legend. of potential. Um, and, but I think, I think Samsonov has just another gear that Vitek doesn't have. I, I hope I'm wrong. I, you know, since we seem to be rolling with Vitek, um, door. yeah <laughs> um but i think i i it's my thought that that samsonov just has if he can get his off the ice stuff figured out he has another gear that he can go to that vanacek just doesn't that's my thought that's interesting i like i, I just thought it was interesting to bring that up because i mean obviously the biggest thing with samsonov was like we don't know if we are going to be that's why I only got a one year deal was because a lot of the off the ice stuff was really a big play into that and I know that analytics can't really detect that stuff because it's it's not on the ice but it's really just something that they always take into account. Um, yeah. They they did a or they did protect Samsonov. Yeah, we did. We protected him over Vanacek. Well, he was an RFA and he 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 and I think we have to protect RFAs. I think yeah, they were going to protect him either way. I think yeah, me they had to. Seattle legend Vitek Vanacek. I do well, another <laughs> thing about the goaltender situation <clears throat> is, like, I, I've been so interested. was last year and the year prior to that, I'll be fair, our defense wasn't that good. I think it was buoyed by the fact that Carlson and the offensive side of it was better, but the defensive side of our defense, like, just really, you know, wasn't the most banner years. Do you think the additions of guys like Fevari and having TVR be an everyday guy are going to help that a lot more? Like, it's two games, and we've only allowed an average of, like, 1.5 goals per game. But do you think as the season goes on, you're going to see a vast improvement compared to what happened last year? Where basically it was like, if everybody starts scoring, it's a shootout. We're going we're going to war. But instead, now it's like we can be in those 2-1 to one games more. The defense is going to be more active. They're going to be better on defensively and make it a lot easier for the goaltenders. Do you see that happening? Uh, I hope so. I'm unsure. I, I think 
Ferrari will be a good addition. I just hope that him and I, yeah, I agree. If, if, if our defensive pairings are Ferrari Carlson, um, uh, who's the other? And somebody. It's like, um, it's like, uh, Jensen Orlov and then TVR and, uh, it's TVR oh. Schultz, Jensen Orlov, Ferrari yeah, yeah, and Carlson. Yeah. If that's our, if that's our lines, um, I think we'll be better, especially if, if, if what I suspect about Schultz's injury to be true, if what I suspect about his injury, uh, was true, then yeah. Um, but I just, I'm just afraid that matter when in this new guy, we picked up off of waivers get way more time than they should. That uh, so far they haven't. Yeah. So far they haven't done it, but I just did. I think he's more going to be like because they they don't they do they they have a is it Matt Irwin still on the team or did he get demoted to Hershey? No, he's still here. Well, I was about to say. I mean, if they got, I don't know why they got him because they have their like depth defenseman to cycle in every few games or so. But like now they got him, it's like well, like honestly, there's no I, I, coming into this season. The biggest question mark was what the defensive pairings were going to be because obviously you had your top guy in Carlson, Orlov can man the second line, and then the bottom pairing you have a guy like Ketney or TBR. You didn't really know where Jensen Schultz or Favari was going to line up. You didn't know what the numbers. But the opening night with how they played, and even last night how they played, like they genuinely have played very well. I love Favari and Carlson a lot more than I thought I would. I thought it would be a lot of, well, they're going to score. They'll get scored on as well. I think Orlov and Jensen is amazing if that gets separated. Unless it's an injury, if that gets separated, I'm going to be very mad. And I don't mind TBR and Schultz. I think Schultz looks a lot better than he did at the end of the stretch last year. Um, obviously, you're going to give guys like Carlson rest because they're going to be he- they have those heavy workloads because they're power play guys. But I mean, I think that I I just the pickup the pickup like you said is odd. I think it's an odd pickup. I don't know. I I I mean, he's young. He's 23. He's young. He's not like we're picking up some like 50 year old dude to like. We're not like we're picking up Char to be like let's relive last year, buddy. No, it's some dude who's young who has a possibility of upside and could be good if we find the form that he was supposed to be in. But with how the team has looked on defense, I don't want to see anybody go because yeah, so, I don't make any changes. So I have some uh, way too early numbers on these on the current line uh, deep pairings as they are. Schultz Van Riemsdyk is analytically the best by like a lot. How? Um, <laughs> uh, they. 54% expected goals percentage, which is um, good. So, like, 50% is exactly average. 55% is uh, really good. 60% is fucking insane. Um, so. Uh, Who, who's, the, who's the worst of the pairings? You're not going to like it. It's fair, very Carlson. In my is, it, is, it, is it bad? Like, statistically speaking, like, it's bad. It needs to be. Or is it just, like, they're the lowest of the three? They're the lowest of the three. They're at twenty three percent, which oh, is God. that's I, I thought Farivari. Wait, 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 okay, wait. That's I thought Farivari looked absolutely horrendous last night. I love him. Okay, because you saw that one turnover where he like fell over. No, just in general, he just looked bad. To be to be fair, I just I think... I, I love him and he's young, but he looked bad last night. He looked very bad. I think that. You're gonna get that with a guy who's getting his first real year, though. Yeah, and of he's course, of course. playing with John Carlson, who's yeah, Will Ratio. 
don't don't know. God, why? The po- I just <laughs> I think I'm glad that the I think this is what I said before. I'm glad the Capitals have like a great because a few years ago when we won the cup, it was like, okay, well, let's see how long till every single like thing collapses and we come back. But it seemed like every other year, like something else comes up and it's like, oh, the window has been extended. And one of the things that keeps extending it is the fact that they keep finding depth and they don't know how it's like, what's it called? It's like watching the freaking Patriots. It's like every year you're like, oh, this guy's gone. This guy's gone. Then they pull like Sony Michelle or they get Randy Moss or they Didn't find the Patriots. Like, they it was just, like they, an hour ago. I don't know. <clears throat> they did. They just they just they lost did. an hour ago, but they, it's because they've lost Tom Brady. The point is, is they they keep finding like more and more pieces. Like if you look back to when this this streak of ex, like of extended com- competition was back in like 2009 when it really started for them, they had guys like Semin, Green, like Alsner, all these guys that have not been on the team for over five years yet we're still good and borderline better than we were back then, and it's like insane. And as much as we hate Jordan McPhee and Brian McClellan sometimes, that's got to be on them with how well they are at just, like, assembling teams that, at the very least, are competing. They're not, like, just being bad. Like, yeah, there's nights and there's seasons where they just kind of throw it all away. But, like, there are games, like, there are times when they're, like, genuinely really good. And it's shocking. And, like, I don't know if they use analytics, like the stuff that you guys do at Chirp and DMV, but, like, I feel like there's something they do with that. I mean, I don't so, know why they signed Chara, but still. It's... I don't know if anyone hates Brian McClellan. I think he's a top three GM in the league, in my opinion. Uh, like, I don't think Brana fans, they probably will say something else. Also, Joey, just a little story. funny. Just something funny, uh, Joey, about your point for the Patriots. Um, <laughs> They're like three and four right now, and uh, they lost to the Dolphins. <laughs> Yeah, but the point he was making. That's was all. They were just no, yeah, I got, I got his point. His point was fine. I just thought it was funny. Okay, Wait, continue. Like you were saying something, Blake. You were saying. Uh, I totally blanked. What was the last thing we said before? I the was Patriots talking thing? about how like the GMs, if they use analytics in their decisions or not, or do they? Oh, just, kind of just say fuck it. I don't know about. Um, uh, I don't know about Brian McClellan or not. Um, I would assume he. I have no idea. Um, but I will say this about um, Laviolette. Uh, uh, there were several times last year where um, analytics said, um, do this, and he kept doing it, and it kept working, and it kept working, and it kept working. And then there were times where analytics said, do this, and he did the opposite. And then suddenly he became right. So um, I want to say... Ponick. Pon- I would Ponick was my guy for a very long time. He was an analytics king. Uh, he's a very good shutdown forward. Um, and uh, he, Laviolette shut him down at exactly the right time. Like, like Ponick's numbers went to shit. And then, excuse me, uh, Laviolette just shut him down and then traded him. Uh, like, he nailed that. And then he, Ponick hasn't been good since. Um, and meanwhile, the on the other end, uh, the fourth line were their numbers were bad. Their numbers were bad. Their numbers were bad. And I kept going, change the fourth line, change the fourth line, change the fourth line. And then suddenly they were our best line in the playoffs. Uh, and so I, 
I'm I'm a labby like I think that dude knows what he's doing. I think he probably he probably looks at analytics and I think he probably knows when there's something else going on that we can't know about. Um so I'm all in on Labby. He just became the most winning American born head coach, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, yeah America. Ooh. We're not gonna <laughs> pull out the also, a like, little funny thing that a couple of us noticed on Twitter, but uh, during the Lightning game, they put up a little tracker on the screen, and uh, apparently the Caps have the most wins out of anybody in the league in the last five years with 286. Tampa was in second with uh, 284, but it's funny just because like, us as a fan base – take dumps on this team well you want to know so why often. that's the case is because we won back to back president's trophies and the lightning have also yeah. won a, tr- a couple pre- haven't they won a couple in that stretch too they won I one one and then they lost in the playoffs i think but, it was one because the one year the predators won it yeah that, but they that, also won back to back stanley cups they also yeah they yeah. were also like basically <laughs> yeah. like right next to the predators and they also were like really good for a lot of those i think there was one year they were bad because of the stamkos injury and bishop also was injured and they just couldn't like they didn't have the talent to keep going because they were just like they were close, but they it was 2017 because that was the year like them, Toronto, Ottawa, and Boston were separated by like four points at the end of the season, and Ottawa ended up being the two seed and facing Boston in the first round, and Toronto faced us in that first round series that was like the first round series from hell because it just never wanted to end. Speaking of lightning legends, uh, we were talking about this earlier, but it's funny because a lot of us forget. You know, obviously we see Corey Perry on like fourth lines now, like last year in Montreal and now in Tampa. But it's like, it's really funny because a lot of us forget that Corey Perry won a Hart and Rocket Richard trophy in 2010. Yes, proof that uh, yeah, anything that totally. <laughs> I had no file on that, to be honest with you. What, like, that's wild. That, that's like, what's it called? Like, like how? he had 50 goals that year. <laughs> and Ovechkin didn't? Like, <laughs> Stamkos did it? Like, somebody else did it? It was just like, fuck yeah, it. I thought Stamkos won it. I thought Stamkos did I think that? Too. It's 2010-11 is when... scored six Oh, oh. I was thinking 2009-2010. Well, then uh, what the hell happened the next year to Stamkos? Did he, like, fall off the face let's of Let's look uh, up the rocket record. He's been hurt, like, a He lot. has... I think... I think Stamkos... If... This this may seem really weird, but I consider Stamkos and Ovechkin in a similar conversation. No, same. Just, re- just yeah. re- not just let let me finish in a conversation related to what you talk about with like Mario Lemieux and Wayne Gretzky and goal scoring. If if Stamkos never gets injured, this dude probably is is top ten in yeah. goal scoring. Is top ten with how like Dane like he's very similar to Ovechkin with how he plays. He's got an 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 unreal shot like it's yeah. just like it. yeah so stamkos stamkos won it with his 60 goal year the following year 2011 12 he couldn't have done that a year earlier man god damn it okay um we gotta let what do you have against cory perry i don't like cory perry I just don't he's like funny him. uh bro stamkos is not in the same conversation goal scoring as ob sorry he's I mean, great un- uninjured it? i think he could i don't be. think did ob ever have a 60 goal season yeah, he had a 65-goal oh, okay. season in uh, oh, that's right. 2009. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was where he swept the awards. He won Hart, Ted Lindsay, Art Ross, and Rocket the same year. Le Cavalier won it in 20, yeah, 2007 with 52. Awesome. Nasty. 
Yeah, I, I loved the Capitals. Yeah. I feel like the Capitals and Lightning have like a rich history of goal scorers because what we have Ovechkin, then we have what's the other guy's name, Mike Gardner, and then they have Lecavier and Stamkos. It's funny. Yeah. There was and a little Saint stretch Louis where too, it's honestly. like the goal, the totals three years in a row. It was in the forties. So two thousand four, Jerome Genla won it with hell yeah, forty one. Two thousand four. No, actually, no, I'm wrong. So it was all in, uh, in, so three people tied in 2004, Rick Nash, Kovalchuk, and again, all at 41. Rick Nash. 41 goals, bro. Ovechkin stepped in the league and just said, y'all are some, you some weak bitches and scored 50 his first year. He just said, yeah, I love that. Like for the year before he comes into the league, two years actually, because the lockout, it's like forty-one goals is the record. Next year, Ovechkin's like, that's cute, fucking fifty-six. Crosby has two Richards. I didn't know that. Yeah, Crosby that's having a Richard is so interesting. Like his Richard, I mean, those were just some weird years, bro. It's actually crazy oh, though, because last year, last year Austin Matthews won it with forty-one goals in a fifty-six game season, and then two thousand four. He three guys had 41 in a, in a full season with like one team with like any remotely like viable defense like every team in the north division last year their defense was trash I mean, people forget like back in like when Ovi and crosby were young like they were they were like just good at everything i mean they still are like great but obviously like they're not quite as good as like the matthews and mcdavid's the dry side do you, hey the, uh blake do you track other players other than capitals um not a ton. Do you track Connor um, McDavid? Occasionally, I'll go look. That dude is fucking. Who cares insane. what his analytics? What are. is his analyticals? Because like, if it's like, I want to know. I want. Dude, to... Connor McDavid's analytics. Hang on, let me let me give me one second. His like his heat map is absolutely batshit insane. Um, the dude just kills people with the puck. Like it's. It's wild. Uh, his his expected goals for uh, on his isolated impact is twenty four percent better than league average, which is Shit. I don't I don't know of anybody who has a real sample size who's above like fifteen. Like McDavid is so good at hockey, it's not close. McJesus. <laughs> Jesus. There's, there's is Rice no in that same conversation, or is he sort of like buoyed by McDavid? Um, I mean, they're only together on the power play, but whatever. Still a lot of time. They actually get a decent number of minutes together. Yeah. Um, yeah no. Shut up, Blake. <laughs> Drysaddle. No, Drysaddle is a really good offensive player. He has a really good shot. He is abysmal at defense. He might. I yeah, think he's know. worse than Ovi at defense. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Enough it's with worse. slandering people from my country. <laughs> Dude, okay, I'm just going to be honest. He's, NBA, the third player announced was a guy who hadn't played a single game in the NHL. You guys are getting smoked. Yeah, it's because they didn't want to just do the Olympics, my guy. I'm sorry. two offensive guys. He got smoked by a good player. Ooh. You're getting Preseason. Uh. <laughs> I when Sider's well, like a top I, 10 defender. I just defender wanted to know like because like, I know late. McDavid is, the, is, like, is like the perfect like the perfectly built player, like there's nothing you can change about his game to make him better than he is. Like if you want to give him one, sure thing, there is. Just give him like Ovechkin's shot, and then he'll just never stop scoring. He'll literally just start beating people like every single like way imaginable, and he'll. Let score. me just send you guys, like like McDavid's McDavid's heat map is 
absolutely I insane. So badly. I it's probably it's... just like a blank red. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it is. It is just blank red. And then the, the defensive zone red. is blank blue. <laughs> it's it's oh so God. good. <laughs> I think, I think Sydney. I think Sydney Crosby and his prime. Oh my God! Yeah, it's an island of red next That's to the Colts. Yeah, no, McDavid is so good. And you could see I, where I, he is on the power play because it's like one side of it's like just built up, and then on defense, it's actually really good. Yeah, he's got a. He's good at defense. Now it might just be he's so good at offense that he. I don't think he's um, ever really playing defense that much. Yeah, like like back in the like the golden years of of the Caps, like in the like when Ovi was putting up sixty five goals in a season, like Ovechkin's defensive zone heat map looks like that. Like it was. Oh yeah. All blue, but that's because that's because the other team didn't get the puck. Like it wasn't because he was playing defense so well. It was because how do you how do you play offense when you never have the puck? That's so true. I, I I feel like that's what the abs look like. These I'm days. in fucking awe, man. I love Connor McDavid. That's awesome. So so little sidetrack. Postseason. Um, little sidetrack. Um. So Blake, last year, you did a a ghost pepper shot. Oh god. And uh, <laughs> we all saw that on Twitter. Remind me again why you did that. So, uh, so uh, let me back up a game before the shot. Okay. Um. I tweeted Haglin had <laughs> Haglin had a um, he had like a breakaway and he just totally flubbed it and I tweeted out a bunch game. of statistics about um, like like it's not you're not just seeing things Haglin absolutely can't finish he can't score he gets all because he he had he like aside from Ovechkin he had the like the most individual high danger shot attempts of anybody on the team. Uh, and, and but he had the fewest goals per sixty of anybody on the team. Like like it was, like he had the best opportunities and never finished on any of them. And then it happened again the next game, which was the last game of the season. And after he screwed up that breakaway or whatever it was, it was some really good opportunity. I tweeted out, uh, "If Carl Haglund scores in this game, I'll put ghost pepper powder in a vodka shot and drink it." And then he scored the very next goal. It was like 45 minutes later, like real time, but like he scored the very next goal. And then all of a sudden my notifications just blew up and I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, uh, you already said to me before the episode that there's nothing I could do to talk you into putting up a bet for that. Yeah, so, no, there's um... not. Okay. How about <laughs> this? I got one. I got one. Carl. All Hadlin. right. Notorious goal scorer, we all know. If he puts <laughs> up 20 goals this season, you do it again. If he doesn't, I'll fucking do it. Oh, yeah, take that. I mean, the 20 goals is never going to happen. Oh, that's... I'd bet. I'd bet. I'll do take something like it because I don't know if I can replicate the hell that you did because I like if I do something like you did, I might die. But <laughs> yeah. I'll do something that uh, won't kill me, Um, but I'll do something that'll be funny. So if Carl Go Hagen... cut your man bun. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, no, my hair is never being touched for any bet. I don't care. That's sacred to me. Um, <laughs> so, well, okay. So, uh, to be honest with you, not putting ghost pepper vodka in my body was sacred to me before I made that bet. Okay, well, listen. That's not. That's in there for like at least a day. This is this is hair on my head. Or not <laughs> even. It didn't last a day, dude. Short hair, Joey, <laughs> looks better, anyways. But whatever. Don't um, start. So, uh, 
So obviously, you know, so you're a guest on the show. We have to ask you this. It's our, you know, it's our question we ask. So uh, it'll be the title of the episode. What's your ideal slice of pizza? We we won't put ghost pepper on it, but what's your ideal slice? Um, I could I could live with a little ghost pepper powder on it because it's not vodka; it's pizza. Um, but my my ideal slice of pizza is sausage, pepperoni, and mushrooms. Damn, that's like a meat lover's. Yeah. It's nice. We already did that, so we're saying sausage mushroom pizza. pizza. Sausage pepperoni <laughs> and mushrooms. Interesting. That's very interesting. We've gotten we've gotten meatballs from Joe B. We've gotten meat lovers from Samantha Pell. And then we got sausage and pepperoni from you. And mushroom. And, and mushroom. Don't forget the mushroom. Just sausage, pepperoni, comma mushroom. There's your there's your touch. Pretty good. Right. <laughs> um, so while that's being remembered. Blake, since you're here, you get to do this with us. We're going to talk about the last two games of Capitals Hockey because it's back. Wonderful news. We have, we have like three more questions before this. What we are do? you doing? What do we do? Oh. So, all right. Quickly, I just quickly. Speed uh, runs, speed best, runs, best and worst Caps contracts and a quick why. Um, For the reasons that I brought up earlier, I'm going to say Orlov is probably the best contract because oh, yes. his comparables are all worse than him except maybe Morgan Riley. Um, nah. but like that, even that's questionable. So I'm going to say Orlov, um, worst, worst contract, <laughs> worst contract. Um, if you're looking at pure hockey reasons, pure hockey reasons, the Ovi and Backstrom contracts are pretty brutal. Um, but there's a lot of non-hockey reasons why you absolutely have to sign those contracts. Um, I guess, uh, I'm gonna go with Kuzi's contract as the worst right, because his. As we speak, no one's gonna listen to this podcast. Everybody's gone, so now we can talk about some shit. Yeah, Blake, it was nice having you. Nice on the having show, you, buddy. But, uh, <laughs> we lost all of you there. Hey, but, uh... I'm with you. I'm with you, man. Nah, see, no, no, no. I, I don't nice think no. Kuzi's a good player. I actually think he's gonna. Ha- I, I really do think Never he's gonna mind, have a break down here. Do you realistically think there's like like the term albatross is thrown a lot? Is there legitimately a contract in the Capitals that you think is just unmovable? Like, there's no chance in hell someone would take this, no matter what. Like, like think like an Eric Carlson deal. You're not getting rid of Eric Carlson's deal. It's just way too bad. It's like $11 million for a guy who's not hitting something worth that for the rest of his career. Is there a deal like that on the Capitals? Backstrom, probably, honestly. Nah, I think you can Well, but we him. wouldn't move him, so that doesn't count. Like, I think, there's no, yeah, take that into There's con- no offer there. Take that into context that these contracts are like, like, they're, like, like, let's say, like, Backstrom, Ovechkin, you're not trading them. But, like, a guy that could be moved, realistically, like, if, like, is there any contract that couldn't be moved, in your opinion? I think the only two that, like, come to mind in my mind are Carlson's, but he could still get a lot of value for what he does. On the I was play. just going to say Carlson. Carlson or I, Kuzi. Kuzi's closest, like, the contract that's most similar to his, according to Cap Friendly, is Leon Dreisaitl. <laughs> ah, nice. Like, um, ah. Great. Awesome. Yeah, that hurts. Yeah, Dreisaitl's only making, like, psychopath nine mil- that, that destroys pucks, and we get a Russian psychopath that destroys coke lines. Awesome. Dreisaitl's <laughs> making only, like, nine mil a year. Meanwhile, John Tavares is Remember how everybody thought 11. that contract was going to be bad and, like, ruin the market, but it turned out he was the second best player in the world, and they were like, oh, well, it's not that bad, actually. Glad <laughs> you can agree on that. Thank you. Like, <laughs> I mean, he won the so, uh, part All right, so we talked a little about Ovi. I know you said that uh, how many goals he gets this year is going to be a big factor in whether or not he breaks the record. I don't know mm-hmm. if that was on episode or just before talking, but uh, 
How many goals do you think Ovi gets this year? Um, realistically, I think he hits 40 to 45. That's um, more than we were saying. Yeah, I have... So you, no, like I scored my, 90, I'm convinced, after two years. <laughs> so my, my tracker, um, based on kind of just assuming he keeps it about similar about similar pace to last year, um, there's I've got a like a 98% chance that he hits 30. I've got around a 58% chance he hits uh, 40, and a 10% chance he hits 50. And this so I'm going to say 42 game, to 40. Correct. Music to my ears, brother. This includes last night game. This includes last night's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It really, okay, really, it barely includes either of those two games because I just put in his goal scoring average from last season and just however many goals he has left after those two games. So, like, it does, it technically includes them, but it also largely ignores them because, like, it's such a small sample size. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Glad to hear the stats don't matter right now. Oh, um. Okay, who do you think finishes with the most points on the Caps this year, and around how many do you think it'll be? Um, is it Ovi? He has the most right now. Um, at five. Well, Backstrom had the most for a while last year. Yeah, he's finished. Yeah. If, if Backstrom was healthy today, I would have said him, but obviously he's not. We're not going to get him back for like what ten games at least. Um, Remember when Backstrom like was like playing like an MVP last year at the first like few weeks of the season? That was nuts. Ooh, little yeah. little mini question: Who do we drop out of the lineup when Backstrom's back? Yeah, surely you're not going to like the answer. No, I don't yeah. want it to be him, but I think it will be. It's, it's not probably going to be him. It's gonna We're going to go Backstrom or Kuznetsov on the top line. There's um, no, there's no way you're dropping Dow. There's no way you're dropping Eller. There, it's yeah. Dude, put put him on the wing. Drop Haglin. Sure. <laughs> I can live with okay. I can live with dropping Haglin. Yeah, drop Haglin, pull up here in the wing. Feet for hands, Haglin. He can play on the wing. Like I've seen nothing. I've seen nothing that would make me think he can't. I think having an excess of like good, like the Capitals have what, like fourteen legitimate forwards they could just put in and be like, "You're playing tonight," and they could be like, "Hell yeah!" and they could make a co- positive contribution. Like that's a good problem to have. It sucks. Talk, get yeah. back to me in like four years. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? I'd rather have it be like this now than us in four years and we're struggling to put together eleven guys and we can't. No, I'm saying them. we won't have that problem in three, four years. No, yeah. I think there's gonna be a lot of guys from Hershey that will step up at some point. So who do you who do you have finishing with the most? Um, it's either gonna be over your koozie. That's Carlson? my answer. You don't have Carlson in there? Not even Oshi. Oh, not. Not Oshi. Oshi's slowing down. He's, he's he's over the hump. He's still good, but he's coming down. Dude, um, I would keep Oshi on this team till he's fifty, just because of who he is. Oh yeah, no, I remember totally when everybody was he's like, going to leave for point. Seattle, then he just like played his way into staying on the team. <laughs> yeah, no, Oshi's definitely still good, and like for both hockey reasons and emotional and emotional reasons, I don't want to get rid of him. But he's not leading the team in points. It's going to be either over or Kuzi. Um, I Carlson might be a dark horse, but I I really think Kuzi has a massive turnaround year because he Not was Nick Jensen. Okay, what the, there's one guy <laughs> I legitimately want to ask about. Okay, you said this the best of analytically gifted uh, capital is Manta. You've seen how fucking cursed he is and how like he can't buy a goal right now for some reason. If he breaks through that shell, do you see him maybe taking off to that kind of level to being a top five score on the team? 
Uh, yeah, top five. Um, I don't. Um, he, he definitely. He, he, yeah, he's such a good play driver. Um, that at some point it's going to break through for him. Uh, but I, I really think it. There's a legitimate. So Ovi has to be in the discussion because he's the greatest goal scorer of all time, and he could just go nuts. Correct. Right. Correct. Um. The reason why I would include Kuzi in that conversation is uh, he has struggled analytically for the last few years until last year. Last year, he suddenly his analytics were like really good, and they but he like his finally. yeah, but his point totals his point totals were low. Um, so to usually, usually guys either if their eye test and their point totals aren't matching their analytics. So it switches. So either their analytics go bad soon after, or their point totals and their eye tests start to match how good their analytics are. And just my gut says he's got his off the ice stuff figured out, and his his eye test and point totals are going to match his his analytics from last year. He had three assists the other day or yesterday. It was crazy. I I could totally see him. One last question before we go into the like the seasonal stuff. Um. Like I said, we basically have a roster that doesn't need to be touched or adjusted. Um, but be honest. If you could make one trade right now to make this team better, what would it be? Um, I mean, McDavid for Hagen. Shut up. Not, it, no. Realistic <laughs> trade. Not like well, this. Hey, Don't give me a one for one. Who says about, no? I'm going to make that joke. Can we no, trade but, the but entire so... Washington football franchise for Hagen? I don't think anybody wants that. Sorry. Um, yeah, no. Realistic trade. Um, uh, something a... that gets me to Mosh Hurdle, which might involve Koozie. That's what I, I want. Um, him. Oh, I like yeah, him. I want, I like, I want I like Hurdle. Hurdle's really good. I would probably say Hurdle's better than Koozie at this point. Um, All right, Blake. It was nice having you on the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope you inhale some ghost pepper later. No, but I... I don't know. I like Tomas Hurdle. Is there a goaltender possibly? Because I know that goalie is this thing that a lot of people were like on the fence about heading into this season because of what. No, I don't. I like one of our biggest assets right now is how little we're spending on goaltender. Like that is an immense asset considering how cap strapped we are. Even if there are better goalies available that we could somehow get, which I don't think that. There is it. I don't think there's. Who's better that's available? Holpi. Shut up. Holpi's not better. Holpi. Yeah, Shut up. Holpi's literally not better than Simpson. I think we, we left Holpi out to dry his last few years. If we give Holpi the kind of defense we gave him like 2017, that means... No, Blake, he still wouldn't. Nice, buddy. I'm sorry. Holpi is... is it's over. Uh, he's... His... Because because goalie analytics account for the defense in front of him, and it was, it was so not pretty. Um... I would take Samsonov and Vanacek over Holpe. I'm sorry. Bring Holpe bad back as a goalie coach. Hire him as a goalie coach. Please Ooh, do it. I'd like that. Yeah, I would we love that. We had as a goalie franchise, coach. Just not on the ice. We had Kolzig as a goalie coach. Yeah, why not Holpe? Um, exactly. When he retires, I'll call him personally. <laughs> yeah, I, they, there's – yeah, for, for the fact that we would – be giving up the fact that one of our biggest assets is how little we're spending at the goaltending position. There's no one I want, you know. At the same time, though, if if Samsonov or Vitek 
starts popping off and goes insane, insanely good, then we won't have that. We're yeah. going to have to pay one of them. Don't yeah, but for now, for now, we still have. And, I mean, uh, some of our bad contracts are going to be over by the time that's – Yeah, some of our eh. – people say our contract situation is bad. Some of our – our only contract situation that's like gonna be kind of uh, is the Ovechkin and Backstrom, but at that point it's like and Carlson. Carlson's come twenty twenty three and Carlson, uh, Kuzi, Backstrom, and uh, Ovechkin are all making over seven and a half mil. Like that's We're gonna, gonna be, be paying Ovechkin eight point five mil when he's like forty one. <laughs> worth, worth it, dude. Worth it. it. Oh yeah, no, you totally you gotta do it. But that's yeah, going yeah, yeah. to cause us problems. Like it's just you have to accept that it's the consequences of, of a nostalgia contract. Anytime yeah. I talk to someone about capitals or just hockey, I tell them that I could not give two shits on how well the caps do so long as Ovechkin is scoring goals. I don't I don't care if we go 0 and eighty two if Ovechkin breaks the record. Yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. Absolutely. Um, so I agree to now, a point. We but shut I up, Will to the regular season, we're finally I, I here. We're finally now let Will, let Will finish. Let Will finish. I was going to say, like, the Capitals for, like, virtually my entire lifetime, granted that, like, I don't really care that much about baseball or basketball, just personal opinion, are the only sports team that I've ever rooted for that have been consistently, like, successful. And when that ends and the Texas Longhorns are losing to Oklahoma for the eighth year in a row, the Washington <laughs> football team hasn't figured anything out, and Ovechkin is, you know, towards the end of his career trying to break the record, but the Capitals are the Red Wings of today. Like, I will be sad. You need a tissue? <laughs> you already sound sad. Hey, but the Red Wings got Vrana, though. Hey, not for four months. Yeah, not for four after, months. <laughs> after that, I'm so mad. I got the Manta trade, baby. <laughs> I I got the tickets for the uh for his return game, and now uh, then now it's not even gonna uh, be his return game. I was gonna wear my jersey. I got so I got I got a customized Vrana jersey a week before the trade happened. So many people <laughs> did that. It was brutal. I but don't I like, like jerseys, bro. Yeah. I went to I visited MedStar uh like a couple months ago the you know the practice complex and they have the the team store there and like they were selling Verona jerseys for 5 bucks it'd be it'd be funny if like for his return they like gave out <laughs> the shirts and you could wear them <laughs> Yeah that'd be wild So uh yeah so the caps Getting back to, you know, just... Yo, them. I wanted to intro this so badly. I tried two times of doing it. We're All back right, in the regular ahead. season, ahead, baby. Pal. We are back. Capitals hockey's back to depress me again. And... Capitals. Shut up. The point is, is we are back. We started out by winning against the Rangers 5-1. to one. It wasn't close. The idiots tried to fight us, and we just said, screw you, we're going to score goals and beat your ass anyways. And then the next two nights... This is the intro after... you were thinking of? Yep. Three nights later, we uh, played against the Lightning in a very, very good game. I actually enjoyed watching and playing the Lightning again. It's the first time we've played a team that's not... It looked like a playoff game, man. It really did. And it was basically like the first time we played a team that wasn't the Rangers, uh, Bruins, Islanders, Penguins, Devils, or Sabres in over... 2-0. Over like a freaking year or so. And it was crazy. And um, did I forget someone? No, we Just get your point. The Mass Mutual East. 
yep. the Mass Mutual East. And it was really <laughs> nice to finally play another team that's not from the Northeast section of the United States. Uh, we lost 2-1. to one. It was a really good game. Uh, the power play was weird, but the all, defensively they were really good, and offensively they were good. They, I mean, it's Andre Vasilevsky. Basically, if you're not getting a second shot on him, you're not getting the fuck past him unless you're Ovechkin, which he did. Um, and then in overtime, Steven Stamkos reminded everybody that he's actually got some talent left in him, and he scored a goal that was really good and really impressive. And we're sitting at 2-0-1. The next game is against the Avalanche, and I know you're worried. We're 1-0-1. Whatever. Um, we're 1-0-1, and the Avalanche are next, but they don't have Nathan McKinnon, and Landis Guy will also be suspended for that game because of his hit. So the ungodly top line that has scared people to basically fear their lives when they play for the Avalanche are missing two of their players. They still have Miko Rantanen, who's really good, but um, it's it's been pretty good. Uh, but why don't we go ahead down the line? <clears throat> we'll start. Wait, with the one quick thing. So speaking of the the lightning, and you said Vasilevsky, one thing they mentioned on the broadcast for the when we played them yesterday, uh, Vasilevsky's numbers, and I think Joe Joe B talked about this for a sec when we were with him, but uh, our good friend Joe B. Yeah, you know my personal friend Joe Ben and I. Literally the same name yeah. as me. Um, our personal friend. Yeah, of well, yeah. I mean, I have his phone number, but not We're to brag. But, I want to go to a cat so school. um, anyways, so Vasilevsky's numbers compared to us are significantly worse than how he does compared yeah. to everyone else. His goals average allowed is 3.7 for the caps and 247 versus everyone else. And I just that's, think that's hilarious. That's, that's the one thing I'm always confused about. I'm like, it's like that's less he stops everything. He goes in inner God mode. He plays the capital. He's like, Oh, well I forfeit. This is over. He's like, oh, I'm going to be Tristan Jari for the night. <laughs> I think, I think he is easily the best goaltender in the league. I think no one will disagree with me on that. I think if anybody's going to be compared to him by any stretch of the imagination in any, like, talk of consideration, it's Hellebuck. But even then, it's, like, Hellebuck probably still, like, lacks the extra, like, just the just the extra. To be fair, Vassy not... has a lot better of a defense. Oh, bro, Hellebuck is every bit as good. I think no. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's easy that Vassy's the best. I'd say he's the best, but I wouldn't be like it's no debate. uh, Vassy does. I'm like, how do you go? There are games I look at Hellebuck and I'm like, bro, what the hell was that goal you just let in? Why are you doing this? Like, dude, Flurry was a Flurry won the Vezina last year. I get him in fantasy this year. He's had like negative seven points both of his games because his defense is so atrocious. Absolutely nuts. Seth Jones' worst contract in the league. No, no, but now let's go into the game. It was, a, it was an exaggeration. We'll go we down know, the line. We'll start off with the one player we like. We will let Blake start, and we'll go down the line in the Discord channel. So we Blake, EA, Jake, Joey, and then me, and then Will. So, Blake, take it away. Who's one player you've really liked so far this season in the two-game stretch? Obviously, small sample size, but give us your best bet. Who do you like? I mean, OVS three goals. Um, <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's what fair. a great creative pick, Blake. Well yeah, done. I, I mean, really creative Okay, but pick, here's man. the thing. He's, what, 36? And he didn't stop scoring? I mean, it's not, like, yeah, okay, he's the obvious pick. But, like, okay, so non-OV division, I've liked the fourth line. They've had really good analytics so far. Sorry, everybody. My <laughs> the non-OV division? Yeah. Because it's, like, NBA MVP, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like everybody, but, it's like, who but LeBron James is the best player in the world? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not LeBron anymore, coming Shut from up. a LeBron fanatic. Um, yeah, LeBron's still the best. I think Nick, this is coming from a LeBron fanatic. It's not LeBron. I'm sorry. Is it Giannis? Anyways, all right. So you say so. Non-OV division. The fourth line has really good analytics, and so I'll go with them. 
Just all three of them. <laughs> yeah, because they, they, right. they're like they're basically one player. They like the, <laughs> the sample size of them <laughs> apart is so small all the time because they don't ever play apart and they always play the like like it's just they are one player. No, they're literally the one line Laviolette will not fuck with because he's like, if I yeah. fuck with this, that means we're losing bad and we need some shit to happen. <laughs> like that's when you know we're losing is the fourth line is not playing together. Which yeah. even last season, I don't think we ever really got blown out a lot last season. Like there was like two or three games that got ugly, but like usually we kept it close. Yeah, which was shocking considering how bad yeah. our defense was. But. All right, so you got Ov slash entirety of the fourth line. Yeah. yeah um. So I have I have a few, and uh, you you know pick like one. Will you're picking one. Shut up. You're Will was one. Will was arguing with me on this one, but uh, I, I think Faravari's looked really good. Maybe not the strongest game yesterday, but I don't think he was, like, significantly really bad, like you said. Yeah, whatever. You do better. Um, I think Vitek looked great. I think Oshie looks great so far, even though he's old. LaPierre's analytics aren't great, but he scored a goal in his debut. And, you know, just what he does, like, with the puck, you know, especially for someone who's, like, what, 18, 19, is insane. But I'll say Faravari. Uh, even though you said their anal- his deep pairings analytics are bad, um, uh, you know, you said, you said that Carlson and Faravari, sorry, I read Joey's text in the group chat, but, um, you said Faravari and Carlson's line analytics are the lesser of the three and significantly worse, Yeah. but I like, I like that pairing. I think if Carlson can stay consistent this year, which we all know is a long shot. I'll, I'll with... say that's probably a sample size issue. I would expect them to get. Yeah, there's no better. fucking. I think they're yeah. going to be really. Close. So I, I, yeah. So I'm what I the like the bright spots that I've seen with that pairing, I think, are really good. I think they can work well, really well together offensively. Obviously, we know Carlson's an offensive giant. Faravari is fast as hell. We've mentioned that before. I just really like that from him. I, I like fast defenders. Obviously, you know, somebody who can lay the body is good, but. You know, having somebody who's skilled and quick is never a bad thing. So uh, I, I like how Faravari's played so far, and I only uh, see it getting better. Yeah. Um. I I again watched the game yesterday. I watched like the last five minutes and last overtime and and overtime. But from the first game and the the end yesterday, I I like Kuzi so far. I think I like him on the penalty kill. I think we threw him on the penalty kill. He looked pretty good on the penalty kill. Yeah, Kuzi. Actually, one, actually, like hold on. Kuzi, yeah, the one pe- the one penalty kill. Like, what? Because what? that's fucking penalty kill. We <laughs> we need to talk about Don't... this. Like, <laughs> how... he hasn't done bad on it. Like, he hasn't how... done bad. Why is Peter Laviolette the the fourth? Hey, how about you wait till with... your turn, Joey? Okay, yeah. listen, you went to um, damn your speech. Jake's talking. The one pass, the pass he had to Ovechkin on the shorthanded goal was great off the boards. I thought he's looked good so far, especially compared to last season where we thought he didn't look as good. I do think he'll have a breakout year compared to last season so i'm fiending for that's my pick so bad that's my pick yeah i gotta be honest we're on the fourth coach with koozie and he's the and laviolette's the first one ever be like go try penalty killing like laviolette's the first one that's been like go learn how to face off go learn how to penalty like like he's a center did no one else think this he's been through four coaching staffs like are you shitting me like laviolette's like like people shit on laviolette's like tenure in philly and at the end of nashville but like the dude's actually kind of giving kuznetsov the tools to be successful and I'm kind of happy about it. Like, it felt like Todd Reardon was always like, nah, I don't care. And like, Good old Todd Reardon. Trotz did, I'll be fair, but Reardon was kind of mad, and Adam Oates just sucked, so we won't talk about him. Um, but if I had to pick someone, ugh, 
like Lapierre's there, but I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick the Orlov and Jensen pair. I have to pick them because I changed my opinion. I saw that coming. Like, like I can tell you something right now that if Nick Jensen is an Orlov are on their shit and they're just like, I think last year, what's it called? When Orlov and Schultz first got together, I know, I know you're going to say something like their analytics were not good. But in my opinion, when they were together, they were really good together. When I saw them, they looked really good. They Sorry, which pair? Excellent. Uh, Schultz. And you said Orlov and Jensen. Orlov and Schultz, not Orlov and Jensen. Orlov and Schultz. When they got together, I was really Orlov excited for that. But like now, I'm seeing this. These two together. This feels like it has a longevity to like start off well and then like just be good and just like like you put you want good. to stop someone from scoring. Put the fourth line and that pairing on the ice and tell them to get the puck out of the defensive zone. Get that shit out, get Ovi on the ice, and get back to work scoring. Like, that's what I would do. Because they they just look like they know the game so much. Like, they're so... I Like, I feel like they're just incredibly smart, considerable to other defensemen. Like, Orlov just knows what he's doing. A lot of what I think Orlov's issue was was his ability to think with the game clearly and fast and, like, to really understand and, like, dissect the plays. And now that he's older, he's better at it. He's learned from other guys. He knows what he's doing. And Jensen, obviously, I just felt like Jensen just didn't get comfortable in D.C. until he finally did. And it's like, now he's, like, he's God among men. So it's, like, awesome. And now they're paired together, and they're awesome. And I love them, and I'm happy. I'm happy for them. It's like seeing my two favorite people get married. It's awesome. And I will say it's my favorite. So, Will, who do you think and who do you got? Keep Jensen uh, for five more years and give him the captaincy after absolutely. Ovi. Fuck Tom Wilson. I think, I think like, if we're just talking about the two games, like Vanacek is my obvious answer. Like, if you want to talk about take. something looked mm-hmm. really good for two games, it's Vanacek. Um, yeah. As far as someone who I'm, like, excited for for the rest of the season, though, I think TVR is going to be an important part of this defense. I like that take. Like so, yeah, like, he hasn't stood like stuck out in the same way that like obviously Ovi and them, but I, I think TVR would be the guy that like I'm excited for the rest of the season. But if you want to just take the two games, then it's Vanacek for sure. Yeah. Vanacek had 23 saves against the Rangers, and he didn't have to do much. And he had that's not true. The expected goals was like four for that. Well, that's because they could, they, dude. That's because basically yeah. he never faced anything. And he had 22 against the Lightning. The only high danger chances he faced was on the power play, and even then they couldn't get much going besides the goal by. Hey, Nick Perry had a nice take in the okay, first period. The, all right. I mean, did I say Nick Perry? You said Nick Perry, yeah. Did I? I meant Cor- I don't know why. I, I was like, Nick. did you? Who the fuck's Nick Perry? Nick um, Perry. And Nick Perry, been, known and like legend. Said, it's only been two games, but. We'll start with Blake again. Is there anybody you guys don't like or haven't enjoyed so far? If you say Lapierre, I will fight you. Um, I think if I Joey think Lap- threatens you, do not be concerned. He cannot do anything. I'm not just, even, just I, letting you know. I think I think Lapierre's bad numbers are probably from the fact that it's his first two games in the NHL. I would not worry at all about Lapierre having bad analytics, especially when you consider he's quick. Um, that's just it's his first two games. Don't worry about it. Um, there really hasn't been anybody I haven't liked. Um, I thought we've looked good. And now, granted, I did miss most of uh, last night. I was at the DC United game, but um, Ooh, th- through nice. the first game, everyone looked really good. Yeah. EA, do you have anybody you'd like to call out specifically? Um, I don't really have anybody that I want to call out or necessarily say that needs to like get their shit together. Also, a little side note: 
Uh, Justin Schultz had six shots on goal against the Rangers. I like that. Yeah, that's keep good. that up. Um, Ovi had like eight yesterday, yeah, Ovi but has, uh, like, the most shots Ovi only had three shots against the Rangers, and Schultz had six. But yeah, Ovi had three. Hey, shots I'm not complaining. That's crazy. Um, I will say though, uh, I want Connor Sherry to shoot the puck more. Mm-hmm. He had an assist against the Rangers. That's good, but he doesn't have a shot on goal in either of the first two games. And I mean, we all know Connor Sherry can score in a variety of ways, and I'd, you know, I'd like to see that from him. I'd like to make the right even if even if you're not scoring, like Mantha, Mantha just... takes shots and he hasn't scored, but I want to see Sherry shoot the puck more. Sorry, yeah. I would like to make the record show that he was the only guy that scored in Game Five, and when he scored, I went crazy, and I was like, "Oh my God, they're gonna come back!" And then nothing else happened, and I was like, "Well, that's <laughs> the only person to score yeah, when so I went sh- to last time I went to a Connor Sherry, Connor Sherry, Connor Sherry man, PHP listener, if you're hearing this, shoot the puck. Thanks, Connor Sherry. <laughs> Connor Sherry's grow over the last two seasons. He has the fifth highest um, shooting percentage of anybody on the team behind exactly. Lapierre, uh, small sample size, uh, Strong, okay. who is elite. Jacob Vrana, who's elite and fast. Yeah, see, can, he, when he shoots, good things happen. So shoot the well, puck. If you're going to say, well, Ovi, he's a higher Ovi percentage than every puck you think of. He shoots Akuzi pucks. Sucks. No, All right. Ovechkin shoots pucks from angles he shouldn't, and it just doesn't matter. He does it because he can. Oh, yeah. All right, Jake, you're up. Who do you, do you have anybody um, to in? No, I really don't have anyone. I'm just going to call out Carl Hagelin because he's Carl Hagelin. So. I appreciate it. Um, hey, I called out Carl Hagelin. Good man, you saw like how that it. went for me. <laughs> good man uh, i'm going Aglin's to say this this isn't tomorrow. like i said i don't think anybody can get called out but i'm just gonna say this right now i'm not entirely impressed with what's going on with like eller and shiri and sprong i think i i'm not don't talk not, about my boy like sprong i said like that. those are like the three best capitals like overall yeah, Joey, we can box and they're very good but well, I, think, the time. I think in two games, not. I don't think I've seen very explosive. I think they combined have one point of the all... three, with the three of them. And... She's, I think, across the whole. Hey, Jake, mute your mic, buddy. Yeah, she did some... Jake, you want to mute your mic? Can you mute him on Discord? Yeah, I got you. I, got right. Just in case. I don't want him to say something. Thanks, admin Will. Thank you, Will. Um, I think, you I think we can all do it. But the, I think I would love, I, like I said, two games. They played a really good goaltender, Vasilevsky. And they played a game against the Rangers that was opening night. So you never know what's going to happen. So I think we're going to see down the next few games, you're going to see them get more involved. I said it last night. I tweeted that the fact that Ovechkin has half our goals this year so far is awesome, but also kind of scary. But it's also game three tomorrow on Tuesday, and I'm not really worried about it long term. But it is just a little bit scary, and I really hope that against the Avs, we see some more depth guys show up. Tom Wilson got a point last night. I don't know if people saw that. He got a point last night. Um... So he's on the board. I love it. But, um, yeah, I would very much like for there to be more than four guys on the score sheet right now. But I know it's game two, so I won't worry about it. Um, Will, do you have anybody? Um, I just want to see Anthony Mantha, like, score, bro. Like, Yeah. We can talk about, like, how unlucky he is, like, all we want. But at some point, like, put the buck in the net, man. I think with Anthony Mantha, you should give him lessons. If Anthony Mantha puts the puck in the net, he's just gonna Bruh, he's gonna score like the thirty. The point in a of this is that we can crazy. talk about people who are much better than the thing that they did. <laughs> than we are, like, why are you always, why are you just coming for me? I think I think if Anthony Mantha breaks through this little snipe, that's been happening since last season, and it's it's like you said, Blake. He's not playing bad whatsoever. He's been one of the best he... Capitals analytically. It's just like yeah. the puck going in the net isn't happening. 
and it's just right, he had one super lazy follow-up shot though i think last night yeah there was he's... one where it, it just looked like it was like right in front of the net and you had like a follow it just looked so lazy i was like i just think I was he was pissed. upset at that point he was like i, I was don't like, know dude, what the like, fuck the point is but what the hell? so we didn't write this down on the itinerary but quickly uh joey mentioned it the abs are without mckinnon and landeskog on tuesday who what's our score predictions for that blake you can start us off five two caps hell yeah I bring Jake back now. You, you know me. I'm, I'm I'm here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What's your prediction? You're out of timeout. Yeah. You um. I no, Sorry. I thought I muted. That's my fault. I'll say, I'll say four three caps. Jake. Five one caps. God. I'm gonna say six four. It's gonna be a high scoring game. All right. Uh, Capitals. Big win. mix in there. Two zero abs. I'll be annoying. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. So um. Um, all right, so we got through the players we like and don't like. Um, around the league, obviously, you know, we don't want to just, just talk about the Caps. Um, what's one team that's that we think looks really good or is, like, surprisingly good? And don't everyone just say the Sabres because they're 2-0? That was going to be my answer. <laughs> I like how I went on my rant. They don't, I won't want them to win a single game. They're the only team left that's undefeated. They're the only fucking team left. That was not on my bingo card for this season. Nah, it's nuts. All right, Blake, go. All right, uh, Blake, what's a team that you think looks good so far or, like, is surprisingly good? Fucking Penguins. They're... Yeah. They just bring guys out of the woodworks every time. You're without uh, Crosby, Malkin, and aren't they down Gensel, too? Gensel's because of COVID, I'm pretty sure. He's coming back soon. Yeah, but, the, like, they beat the reigning back-to-back Stanley Cup champions without their, their core. Like, yeah. I just that's scary for that. us. Yeah, it's that's very scary for us. They have just they pull guys just out of nowhere. Like they find guys off the street who are just the best guy who's ever. They'll played. have a dude named Jake Wayman on their fourth line with like a hundred points. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like it's just. Uh, I, did they're you get scary the joke I time. made? Yeah, Wait, I got you. you. Okay. Right, yeah, I got good. it. To make right. sure. Yeah, yeah. Who do you got? Uh, who do you got as your surprise team? Surprising team, you can go. I'm still thinking. Jake, why don't you go? Uh, well, I'm, I'm saying the Sabers okay. just because. Like, Fine, we might as well no one, let it I, happen. Cause yeah, no, no one expected them to start undefeated. Like it's the Sabers, I and mean, yeah, that we don't like them right now because the whole Eichel thing and the Pagulas are those cheapskates and those just bad, bad people. But they're playing very well, actually. Like, uh, they they are. It's you know, my my best friend's a Sabers fan, and he is shocked as well um he's usually in a lot of pain and i've never seen him as happy so <laughs> um but yeah, was... i'm gonna say the sabers all right um i was looking through you know standings and just like results and stuff and uh one would be drawn to say the blue jackets in this scenario but if you dive deeper you see that they've only played the yotes and the kraken hey, don't so i'm not gonna say them because i think most people would go two and zero in that scenario uh, the Islanders are zero and two. Everyone was saying they're gonna win the division. He said good teams, not bad teams. Two games. Good team. Yeah, and I know obviously it's a small sample size and it's not completely relevant or significant, but yeah. Um, who do I want to say? I will say someone after Joey goes. Why did you Go ahead, Joey. If you didn't have a fucking team, fuck. Um, 
Will can go if he's ready. I have a team. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm very, very shocked that the Senators are now 2-1 and one and they're playing really well. I think the biggest thing for them last year was every fucking move they made just collapsed on itself. Um, but they are starting to see that young core that has been like very much talked about as like if they you give them a couple years, they're going to be some killers. And I think this is the year we start to see that. I think we start to see a jump. Um, I, I'm not the biggest fan on the Kachuk contract. I'm not the hugest fan, but a lot of it has to do with the fact he hasn't really played a full long-term season. I think, I think his only full season was his rookie year. And that's like, you know, your rookie season. Every other year has been cut off because of COVID or shortened because of COVID. I think goaltending wise, I would like to see Matt Murray not be turbo ass. I like Matt Murray and he's a good person and he deserves that. Um, but I think if this team can keep it up, wholesome PHP. Exactly. I love Matt Murray. He's a good guy. Um, I really was Joey just love... nice to someone. Yeah, for once. <laughs> Don't ever forget it. Um, the point. Where is, Joey out? I mean, I think, shut up, man. <laughs> I think that the Senators being good is really. I, I, I think if they're good, it's gonna throw a monkey wrench into the Atlantic because then you're gonna have to see. I expected Montreal to be better, and I'll get to that in a minute. But like, it's just really weird. So, Will, why don't you go? Unless EA, do you have your team? Wait, no, I got mine. I got mine. Sorry, Will. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say the Panthers. Uh, the Panthers look very good. Uh, they beat the Islanders, who a good amount of people said we're gonna win our division. I mean, they still might, but they beat the Islanders five to one literally yesterday, and they beat the Pens, who took a colossal dump on the reigning champs. They beat the Penguins 5-4. to four. Uh, Their offenses look good. Sam Bennett had a hat trick yesterday. Uh, Barkov's putting up points. Duclair's putting up a goal. Huberdeau's putting up assists and stuff. And uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, Bobrovsky, great goalie. He had 43 saves against the Penguins. That's absurd. 43 saves again. So, yeah, I'm going to say the Panthers. All right, Will, who do you got? If you say First of all, you're tripping because Bobrovsky is just not a good goalie anymore. But All right, uh, you make 43 he's saying saves. He's saying Edmonton. I know he is. That's twice as many as Vitek, who you said I, you liked, so I'm just going to say that. He gave up like five goals, though. Who's your team, Will? On 47 shots. Yeah, let him say his team. Not that fantastic. Uh, I don't think anyone has surprised me, but it's been like two games. Like, I don't know. And nothing's gone crazy. I think no, the I'm most surprising the thing is that the Habs are 0 3, but. Yeah, I mean, that's not surprising. Their cup run was luck. Yeah, but 0 3 is bad. Yeah, I, and I think that'll. I, Sorry, go ahead. I think. Uh, I said this at the beginning of this season. St. Louis is a very good team that nobody is talking about as like a genuine contender. Bennington. But like, Bennington is still a good goalie. I don't uh, like him, but that's... good goalie. Uh, they picked up Buchnevich, who is like a top six guy like perennially, and Brandon Saad in his yeah, absolute prime moves. for four point five million dollars. Like, that's some good. The moves. dude is like what, like 25, 26 years old. Like he is not that old. Yeah, I thought Saad was uh, like forty something, and he's like twenty something. And I'm like, what the hell? He's, he's I thought like yeah, he was like, part. Yeah, of the I feel like he's been in the league for a long time. There are a lot of Saads. Like, what the hell? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, basically just like the Blues are. Like, they beat the Avalanche, which didn't shock me because it's, it's a regular season. But, like, they're good. They're really good. No one really is talking about them as, like, a contender. But if they finish top five in the entire league in points, like, don't be shocked. 
okay, now we'll go down the line of teams that have disappointed you so far. And it's a sample size, so if you're listening to this and you shit on your team, you know what? Fuck it. Get mad. Uh, Blake, who do you think is a, who is uh, who's the team that's disappointed you so far? Please don't take mine. I have one. Um, the same one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't pay close enough attention to the rest of the league. Um, uh, I'll go. You just... can think. Um, the New York Islanders. Yeah, sorry. I had to get that out there. Uh, again, like I said, I mean, the Panthers are obviously a great team, but they lost to them by four goals. And uh, they lost to the Canes, 6-3. to three, Another really good team, so I mean, that's not like very concerning. But in preseason, if we're going to take that into account, they lost to the Rangers and the Devils. So, uh, yeah, I mean, for a team that was getting hyped up like hell before the season and before preseason even, the Islanders are a little little concerning, but not really. Did you think of but one yeah, them. Yeah, uh, I, just before, I was going to say uh, probably Islanders. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Uh, Jake, you can you Smart minds think alike. Yeah. Jake, um... Like I'm just kind of looking at the standings right now. Nothing's really like surprised me. Like, the Golden Knights are at the bottom of their division. Ah, yeah. And we all picked them to win. Fair, though, uh, actually, no. Sorry. So I know that's what I'm saying. They're only one and one. Like that. Don't care. You know. still um, yeah, Montreal was in the Cup last year, but their their run was on luck, and they were in three. Well, Tampa Bay. Baby. Tampa Bay didn't look that good in their yeah, in their first but they've game. also played garbage so, teams. Exactly. Yeah. Tampa, yeah. Like so I don't really know. I don't really have like a definitive answer right now yeah i i feel like we should revisit this question in oh, like a one. week or two I have one. Uh, I mean, it's what the, the hell is going right? on in winnipeg oh that's fair actually. oh i don't know and, and hellebuck looks like shit let's revisit this question though in a couple episodes we'll just so we can like see if our answers have changed uh, i don't know what the fuck's going on in winnipeg but uh if y'all don't want to use hellebuck the capitals will take them just saying um, we'll also take, uh, basically... Old as hell a buck. We'll take... Take their entire forward core? We'll take... Like... Sh- we'll take Shifley, Wheeler, we'll take Cop, we'll, uh, we'll take... Uh, Cop and Stanley. Dubois. We'll take... We'll take Connor, we'll take... Yeah, I'd love Ehlers. Take Dylan back. Ooh, Ehlers? Ehlers is pretty good. We would not take Dylan. Oh, we absolutely would take Dylan back. No, we wouldn't. Shut up. Um, Dylan is terrible. Um... Dylan is an elite shutdown defender, and I'm sorry. That your DMV stats are wrong. I'm sorry. Dylan. Your stats are wrong. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Have They're to not wrong. He's a good shutdown D man. He was stuck with John Carlson. He got followed by Mika Zibanejad, <laughs> the most overpaid forward in the world. I'm not. Your stats mean nothing. Um, <laughs> let's okay, take I this will, into account. All right. Uh, I will. I will let stats at... matter when they favor me, but if they don't, they don't count and they suck. I'm sorry. No, I will say. I will say this. I was very, very anti Brandon Dillon. Or Brandon. Brandon. No, but Brandon I Brandon. Why do you have an E in your Brandon? Anyway, um, <laughs> but as I think about it more, I tend to always hate the left-handed defenseman that is paired with John Carlson. So, you know, maybe it's kind of a, it's not you, it's me. Like, so maybe it's you make a good point. John Carlson, Dude, he, yeah. he hits like so many good analytical stats. Like, and I was like, what the fuck? Where was this? And he's like, he's been on the ice doing this. I'm like, no, he hasn't. Have you seen him play? It's like, I... no, the stats say otherwise. I'm like, well, your stats are wrong because this is not Brandon Dillon. If anything, this Dude, is Brendan. <laughs> Shut up! I don't care. He doesn't get his regular name because he was terrible. Um, but I think 
I name just, is I, Joey. <laughs> excuse me? Do you want to fight? Your name is EA. You're named after a video game company. <laughs> that's a nickname. That's not my name. To be fair, that EA Sports blows lately. Chell 22 is not good. Lately, it's been blowing since like 19... No, 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 no! Come on, EA made NCAA. It was only game, NHL 07 was, was elite. 07 was elite. Uh, 07 on the PSP. <laughs> All right, we got the you big here. NHL 2K11 guy. We got Ooh. you Best here. soundtrack we, I've we, ever we heard in the game. Appreciate you coming. We, I have one final question. Unless anybody else has anything else to say, I have one final question to ask. It's very important. It's very. Wait, let important. him defend Brendan Dillon. Shut up. The point is, is the <laughs> question is. Your you should stats, just make the title Brandon Dillon. Basically, like almost not always, but always sort of tell trends of players, and they always tell trends of players. If there was one stat analytically that you could make just not matter whatsoever, like it, like it, it, it just like and to improve everybody's careers, basically to make it important. What's a stat you would like to disappear? That just would like make everything so much better, in your opinion. I don't think that's possible. But that doesn't make sense. He would know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm not sure I understand the question. Basically, uh, so let's, plus minus, let's hey, Common easy, easy, easy. Plus minus is the worst statistic. Uh, but except for faceoff, plus minus and faceoff percentage are the dumbest statistics in all of hockey. The rules for what counts as a plus or a minus are just batshit insane. Just get rid of the throw out the That's whole. That's what system. I was trying to get around. It's like, what's one stat you would just like to disappear because it's stupid and meaningless? Yeah, I hate, 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 hate plus minus. It means nothing. Sorry if I got a little convoluted and like mysterious there. I just wanted to try to make it sound epic, but it wasn't. It was just. Oh, you're telling me that uh, if I get put on the ice and. Uh, we get scored on a million times. My plus Pretty minus sure is Joel insignificant. Like no, 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 no. The problem isn't goals on the ice versus goals, goals for versus against on the ice. It's plus minus specifically. Uh, it, it's this convoluted like five on five counts and power play doesn't, but shorthanded does. Yeah, that's some, so dumb. Yeah, it's here's, the, here's... the rules for what counts as plus minus make absolutely no sense and it needs to go. Just make it be five on five. Literally. And also, also, I would also oh. make it plus minus per 60, not plus minus just overall, because, like, you might have a really bad plus minus because you're on the ice all the time, but it's actually not nearly as bad if you account for the fact you get a ton of ice time. Like, yeah, I feel like people who have, I feel like people who have towards, like, the middle of plus minus are the people you really want to look at because you're like, okay, these guys are either on the ice, like, they're e either it's, they're not on the ice at all. Or they're on the ice and they're getting scored on, but they're scoring a lot. So it's like balancing it out. But if you're seeing okay, so uh, yeah, so I'm looking at the plus minus like standings from last year. Rantanen had the highest with a plus thirty. Drysaitel was second in plus twenty nine, but Weger was twenty nine also. Hey, no, 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 and no, then no, 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 Mackenzie. Weger McKinnon was a twenty two. I don't want. And then there's a, there's a couple like guys you wouldn't expect like. Anthony Duclair is 27. Darnell Nurse is 20. I mean, it makes sense. It's like they're on the ice when, like, the high scores are on the it ice. Should it makes sense. It should be the implication that this makes them good. I think if it's a stat that, like – Yeah, like, no, yeah, because it's – like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're getting the plus minus, like, I want every stat exercised until we get to plus minus, including face-off. Rasmus Dahlin had the worst with minus 36. That makes right? sense. He was on Buffalo. Um, he was on yeah. Buffalo. Well, like, was, yeah, because, like, if you Line look at was this, minus 28. Well, he was always Jeez. deployed in situations that didn't because Torrell. Yeah, that's part of why plus minus. You, like plus minus yeah, it, is almost it's bad because like, like if you look at this, it's like uh, like um. Interesting things. Hold on, let me let me just get this out. 
So, uh, like, TJ Brody had a higher plus-minus than Nathan McKinnon last year and Charlie McAvoy, so it's like... Or, like, uh, Duclair had five points higher on plus-minus than McKinnon, so if, it's, you know, it's, like, anybody it's, it's on quite Toronto misleading. If anybody on minus last year, I want them forfeited from the NHL. They literally had an easy divisional win. None of them should be in the minus for that divi- team. Nobody should have. Was anybody in the minus for that team? I don't know. You need but, to check, um, that. check that right now. I yeah, I'm, it's, I'm looking... No. I want to know. Anyone on what team? Toronto Maple Leafs last year in the North Division. Nobody should have had a minus All or right. at least been Let's eating. look. Maple Leafs plus minus 2020. Yeah, a uh, bunch of them. Jimmy VC, Wayne Simmons, Galchenyuk, Nick Payton, who I've never heard of, <laughs> Travis Dermott. <laughs> I want them all forfeited from the NHL. I want them all thrown to the AHL. I want them stuck there for a year. They don't deserve to be in the NHL. That's that's, that's deserve. Stop. The point is, is like, like I, I don't know if you know this, but like I am a very anti Maple Leafs. I have a very anti Maple. Leafs. I'm a, I'm all, I'm anti Austin Matthews agenda personally, but I'm also anti Maple Leafs agenda because at this rate, um, they're like the Yankees. They haven't won anything in so long. It's like nobody cares. And they try to act like they're relevant. Like, it's just... Yeah. Like, I, I totally understand the the whole business aspect of promoting them. And Like, it's a business part. You have to do that. As a business person, I totally see it and I respect it. As a person who likes hockey, I want both these teams to disappear from my screens. They are bad. They are garbage. They job to the rest of the goddamn NHL in the playoffs. And they don't deserve the praise they get. If you're a jobber to teams in the playoffs in the NHL, that's, like, worse than being terrible. Because at least if you're bad, you can be liked because you're terrible. Like, I feel bad for you. If you're bad in the playoffs, that means you try hard enough to get there, and then you just suck. Like, why? Yeah. Like, also, they they put up good fights, usually. Like, they usually got to the second round and put up good fights. The Maple Leafs get into the first round and then fold like a, like a pasta, like pasta. They just fold. Quick little, little shout-out to our... Quick little, yeah, that was a bad little analogy. I'm but um, quick little shout out to our boy, the Tiger Lars Eller. He had his 800th career game the Sorry other day. For saying for calling you Second out. Danish player ever to do so. So Who's good the first? for him. Who's the first? Uh, I don't remember. It was some one from a long time ago. Is but is yeah, the, how, shout out Lars is, Eller. Is Dreisaitl a leading German scorer all time? I think he is now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's gonna end up being it because there's nobody significant. No, I think I think he is already. That's nice. That's really cool. I'm I happy, think he I'm got it like a year or two ago. I know it probably happened like a while ago, but I'm happy for him. All right, we want to wrap this up. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Blake. Thanks for coming on today. Uh, yeah, thanks for having I, me. I I I, en- I personally enjoyed this. Uh, I'm excited to get this out to everybody. But uh, thanks again for coming on today. Uh, I just want to let everybody know, though, while we have a chance, uh, we had a secondary intro we did where EA, we started and will join, and then EA got really mad and he forced us to record again. Yeah, uh, Will joined because Will <laughs> was, was running so late, funny. but none of us were crunched for time, so we waited. It but, was uh, perfect. And EA was like, no, we got to record again. And like, I just want to. Not yet, because Joey, Mr. Joseph, decided to just take over the intro. Not knowing I had an entire little preaching intro for our boy Blake here, but yeah, uh, thanks fun. for coming on today. Let me let me send us out with a motivational quote of the day. Ah, Blake, since you're the guest, yeah. I'll let you do the honors, but I'll let you say right. You get to be honest. You get to pick a country to fight. No, no. Um, okay. all right. Uh, we we only promote positivity here. Uh, yeah, until yeah. we're mispronouncing or misspelling. Brendan Dillon's name. Listen, <laughs> um, all right, let's find a nice little thing and not keep this going too long.
A winner is a dreamer who never quits. Chase your dream. I feel like I say this you at the end of all of them. Before. Chase your dreams. You Reach for your before. aspirations and goals. Keep working hard. Oh, one little quote I like, actually. I have this as a reminder on my phone. Don't call me face-ass for this. I think it's nice. Um, Never do less than what you're capable of. Don't ever go half-assed into something. Always give it 110% effort. Uh, try your hardest and chase your dreams, everybody. Have a nice day. Goodbye, Thanks for listening. Everybody. Stay Bye. safe. Bye-bye. Later. Milk.